Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains podcast with me, Chris. This show we're talking about interrailing. We are going to go from Ireland to Portugal and that's not in a straight line, that is in a very roundabout way. We're going to go through many different countries, we're going to talk about the different cities, uh, the ones that we stopped uh, quickly by, the ones that went uh, a bit longer. Interrailing is a fantastic scheme, I recommend you check it out if you haven't heard about it already. It is a scheme that most European countries are involved in, which you buy train passes and it gives you X amount of days unlimited travel on the trains. And it's fantastic, it's a really popular way to explore Europe in a bit more depth for two weeks, a month, two months. In this case, it's a two month itinerary. So without any further ado, I'm gonna shut up and I'm just gonna let it play and I hope you enjoy it. So hello, Angel. Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great, Chris. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. Honestly, it's my pleasure. Um, So we're here into railing today, and uh, you went from Dublin to Porto. If that was, yeah, that's correct. If I remember, lovely. Not a straight line though, obviously. So what was? No, definitely (laughs) a a little world run tour. (laughs) So what was it like then? Uh, What was the overview? How how did you find into railing? Oh, it was crazy. It's such an amazing summer experience. You know, we we got to do so much and we got to see so much. And some days it almost felt like if we didn't write it down or take a picture, we would absolutely forget because there was just so many things we were doing on a day to day basis. I mean, we also drank a lot of wine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those pockets on the side of a backpack, you could fit a bottle of wine on one side and a can of Pringles on the other side. <laughs> That's all you needed <laughs> for the train days, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it was uh, it was definitely the summer to remember five years ago now coming up. And uh, it makes me sad to think that I definitely want to go back on another tour like that. Yeah, but time flies. Uh, I've got friends who still feel like it was yesterday and it was 2016 they went. So. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. So what, what made you what made you do it? What, what circumstances came about that you thought, screw it, interrailing? <laughs> well, I guess I was... Uh, so I was in a long relationship at the time, not quite sure where that was going. I wasn't truly happy. And my friend and I we hung out a lot and we were talking, we kept saying we wanted to travel. And she got into some money um, from family uh, passing away. And I mean, I just really wanted to travel. So we thought, you know what, let's just um, let's just do it and see how it goes. So we booked her flight to Dublin. It was the cheapest flight we could find from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so we just were like, we're going to start there and create a route and then end somewhere and come home and we're giving ourselves 60 days and that that was our time frame we figured that was enough to kind of see and I could feasibly get that time off of work and that kind of stuff so we were just like you know what 60 days let from Dublin let's start planning go (laughs) that's ideal that's that's so ideal (laughs) it was a crazy like I ended up picking up a second job um to try to save some extra money and i was working in a kitchen at the time and then i picked up an extra job um at a shawarma shop and i was supposed to be just like cashier at lunch hour but apparently i was really good so they were like come start prepping cut the sandwich meats and i thought that was really cool but <laughs> here you go chopping everything and they wanted me to stay late and then i ended up um, fracturing my ankle at the time so i was like trying to hobble around in two restaurants like with a boot on saving money for europe like with a major dream you know like nothing could like kill my vibe at this point i was set like we were going so getting into day one then you started in dublin uh how was that dublin was great we got there we immediately got lost 
<laughs> but everyone's so nice and people saw us just holding a map and they were like oh let me help you with directions and everyone was really nice our hostel was a lot of fun we were there for three days we wanted to give ourselves enough time to kind of set up and you know touch base so we ended up doing a quick day trip biking to Houth, where um it was very sunny in dublin when we were there very hot oddly uh for that time of year i guess it was like june but we got a really bad sunburn just on the tops of our legs, the tops of our arms from biking. And so the next countries we went to for a while, everyone thought we were coming from Spain. <laughs> we're like, no, we're coming from Spain. <laughs> so they thought that was very weird. So perfect. So uh, how, how long were you in Dublin for as a whole? Just three days. Um, we did just a quick day trip and we kind of went back to nice Dublin. Quick. Yeah. Did, so did you go to the Guinness factory? <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, we thought Next it was time. so mainstream and we we're like you know what let's just kind of walk around grab some pints and we were such like it was the beginning of a journey and we were kind of like you know how much do we do how much like we were also like thinking you know how much money do we spend in the first three days what is our our limit like what do we save you know we had things that we really wanted to do kind of scattered throughout but we were trying to pace ourselves in some way yeah well, actually, it's not a bad shout when things are quite over tourists, um, sort of hotspot. It's just yeah. um, I've been to the south southwest of Ireland, uh, and um, I had a Guinness there, and it, it's just I don't like Guinness anywhere, but in Ireland, it it just tastes so so nice. Oh, I still had a Guinness. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> so, good. so I thought I thought if you were in the capital, you might, you could have a little run over. But actually, it's not a bad shout missing a hotspot. So interesting place to start from dublin i guess you got the plane to the next location yeah we did we actually flew to um manchester um to catch up with one of my friends that she had met on like an online gaming site when they were kids and just became friends and she ended up taking us to alton towers for the day oh nice (laughs) that was a lot of fun we got to see the back roads drive around you know uk and stuff like that so it was kind of nice. I mean, we weren't there for very long, maybe two days yeah. before we moved on to London. And we were not in London for long at all, maybe not even 48 hours. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Well, unless you're... I know, I, I live here and and, <laughs> and British people aren't really known for patriotism. But um, uh, yeah, I think you don't really need more than 48 hours, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unless you're a museum nut. Uh, you just thought we were you know oh well let's just try to hit up the most it's a rookie mistake you know obviously you know try to hit the most places in the 60 days feasibly and we didn't take into account you know traveling Mm. setting up at the new location all of that so we definitely lost a lot of time and we had to cut out places like in the middle because we kind of over planned on some things and under planned on others and we ended up cutting some stuff out halfway through destinations. Just, okay, well, we don't have time to go there and have fun. So let's stay where we are, enjoy where we are, and move on to the next place after that. I think the only gem uh, you missed really was if you were in, Man- in Manchester, you would have been right next to the Lake District. And um, and that's uh, it's gorgeous scenery. Gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. scenery. It's a national park. Um, wow. So, yeah, you would have been right next. So close. But then again, it's one thing. Then yeah, oh, yes, yeah. I'm a sucker. So where did we go after London then? Uh, yeah, so London was kind of, I don't know, my experience in London to begin with is a little weird. Like we got there and then there was these two guys who wanted to hang out or kind of, I don't know, follow us around one or the other. And they kind of wanted to walk us to our hostel. We got to our hostel though. Oh my gosh. It was very sketchy. 
we had to decide which was sketchier, the two guys or the hostel. And we ended up oh, picking God. the hostel. So we ended up just hanging out with the two guys all night. They were actually, they ended up being super nice. <laughs> and very gentlemanly, tur- two Turkish guys, anyways. But uh, we ended up just spending the night with them and not even going back to the hostel because it was just, um, we got very, very bad vibes. And so we then we just spent the whole next day exploring, walking around, hanging out in the parks, you know, mm. <laughs> watching yeah. the you <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. Just make make tea and throw bread at ducks. I'm <laughs> yeah, tea in Canada here, so it's it's fine. Good. Okay. Do tea sibling. <laughs> <laughs> but after yeah, sorry, after London, um, mm. we then headed to. We flew to Brussels. Okay. So when we got so we we got to Brussels, we got very lost there again. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a theme? <laughs> two kilometers in the wrong direction with our backpacks, and then uh, finally found our way. We uh, Brussels was great. I love the vibe there. Just people hanging out on a Thursday night, sitting in the street, just outside. Everyone's just talking, listening to music. You know, having some street foods. Honestly, the fries not oversold they're so good Mm. are you a mayo on your fries kind of guy um when we say fries are we talking uk fries (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah uh kind of i should be more because i'm uh, fish and chips is the stereotype here yeah (laughs) Um, but um yeah ish (laughs) fair enough yeah uh, we have some really great beers there um I actually was able to try one of those beers in Ottawa at one of the craft beer. They import it from, I forget where it's from. It's not a Belgian, it wasn't like a, it was a very small region of Belgium that made this cherry beer. And I ended up trying it here in Ottawa and it was crazy how it brought me back. Such a good beer. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Do do you remember the name of it? Just in case there's ale and beer lovers here. It is a kind of sweet cherry beer. I would say it's. If you like a good beer, you won't like this because it's very fruity. Um, but it was oh, like yeah. 35 degrees when we were in Brussels. So, you know, oh, the perfect, re- yeah, we needed the refreshing drink. Totally. <laughs> I made the totally. mistake buying some uh, chocolate truffles. I handpicked out maybe 20 of them, different kinds. was so excited. Got to the hostel, realized, why did I, I buy these? Like, they were in my bag all day and they were just one melted pile of chocolate. Oh, now. God, no. <laughs> we, we ate it with a spoon because, you know... At that point, you just, you do what you yeah. got to <laughs> Yeah. It's spoon feed. <laughs> it's chocolate chocolate, you know, melted together or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Belgium's known for, uh, Belgium is known for their good chocolate. So oh, very uh, good. I'm sure it tasted amazing. We were just sitting there having fries and then this huge parade of dancers um with their kids everyone it seemed like this like huge family thing they started walking down the street banging on like tambourines and stuff they had um ostrich feathers like on their head and everyone was kind of like looking around but not really caring and we were just like what is happening you know it turns out it was just this you know yearly parade that we were there and able to see and it was just crazy oh wow the coincidence yeah i got some great (laughs) yeah that's good timing we were just in awe like what is happening (laughs) I've I've had two occasions like that. I on on my um, I had a Swiss a Swiss road trip, and the two nights I was in Switzerland, I just I just so happened to book the night before and the night of their national day. Oh my god! And um and then when I went to Norway on a road trip, 
<clears throat> I um I went stopped by Lidköping in Sweden, and it just so happens that the one night I was there seeing a friend who actually met gaming as well, like like your friend. <laughs> um, there's a good community of us. Um, it was this one night. This entire town comes alive with uh, with this classic car festival. So the the whole place is shut down. It's just all night for three days. Uh, muscle cars sort of driving around. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, it's weird when that happens, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's crazy to to kind of get immersed by accident and so immensely as well, like all at the same time. It's it's awesome. Yeah, perfect, perfect. But yeah, after um, Brussels, we moved on to Antwerp. <laughs> I don't know. Just, yeah, a very lovely, you know, city. The architecture is really nice. The train station is gorgeous. It's one of the top thing, ten things to do there. Is just go to the train station. <laughs> What we're we talking about is it the architecture, or is it, or is it a bit like a big mall? Or no, it's definitely the architecture. Um, it's a very grand central station, dome shaped. You know, very yeah. uh, some some windows, <laughs> some windows, obviously. Just three, right? Just three. Yeah, just some. But I'll definitely remember Antwerp because that's the place where we um, we ended up getting some tattoos. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we just had some Belgian beers. They were like 10%. Got a couple of those, started walking, and we <laughs> walked by this really awesome-looking tattoo shop. We had a couple tattoos already. We were looking at the through the window. We we're just looking at the at the shop, and the guys come out, and they're like, hey, can we help you? We're like, oh, we're just thinking of getting a tattoo. And they're like, oh, well, we're closing. And we're like, okay, no problem. They're like, well, you want to come inside? And we're like, okay. So they <laughs> A tattoo like after close and just hung out with them for a little bit and walked back regretted it what you got so is it something not worth <laughs> not, it was not so basic that i'm too embarrassed to even say what it is okay um, is live love laugh or something <laughs> let's three cards on my wrist i mean basically no that's not too bad that's not no, too bad I can, I can transform it you know i can i can work on it like add to it kind of thing as a piece yeah, but exactly. uh, but always remember it for the trip you know and yeah for Europe. Yeah. My friend got what happens in Europe written on her wrist. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like that's worse. <laughs> that's the 10% beer talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy had really nice handwriting, though, so we got to give him that. Okay, but yeah, I'll tell you what, actually, I, I'm, I'm usually not a fan of written word tattoos, but uh, I saw one on a, on a colleague of mine, and the font was really good. It was just her son's name, which I'm usually, personally, I'm not really a, a fan of, yeah. but the font was so good, I actually quite liked it. It makes so, a difference, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So after getting a tattoo in Antwerp, is there anything else we need to know before the next place? No, we moved on to um, the Netherlands, so there was a nice train ride there. Yeah beautiful country very nice countryside um we didn't go straight to amsterdam we went to uh norjwick so the beach town um by the north sea okay and, uh, we just enjoyed hanging out there by the beach it was crazy it was very cold and windy but people were still hanging out on the beach um like trying to tan and we were like freezing but we got crazy sunburns just by exposing a little bit of skin like the sun must be so strong in a weird way um on my Canadian body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty pale, so. But, yeah, a, a little bit more fragile to it then. Yeah. And, you know, from there we went on to uh, stay. We went to stay in Amsterdam City, obviously, um, for a couple nights. But soon we took the shuttle from the beach hostel 
they had um, to Amsterdam. And we ended up opening the shuttle door, getting out, and finding a five gram bag of weed on the ground. Like immediately <laughs> when you we arrived to Amsterdam, like a movie. And we were just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> No joke. Yes, I say, welcome to Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. And, well, you know, we had our friend just try it to see if he died first, and it was fine. So that's 2015. <laughs> I think what's what's nice about Amsterdam is, is uh, I, I don't I don't particularly do that myself. Uh, and and as none that's, you know, I don't yeah. think anything of it. It's just not, not something I personally enjoy. Well, and what I liked when I went there is there is zero pressure to do it. If you no. want to do it, cool no problem there's a cafe there otherwise you can still have your normal night of um of going to bed early or or getting blindingly drunk you know you don't even have to think yeah. about that option i actually quite like that um i met up with a guy from san francisco there and and he uh, came from a place where it, it's just blunts all day so i just oh my god I, I, yeah we i accompanied him sometimes to, to go down there just so he wasn't on his own <laughs> but yeah i was kind of surprised you're right though it's not a very it, you don't think of it you think of it as a prominent culture there, but it's really not. Um, people are just relaxed, biking around and kind of enjoying the city. But you don't you don't really see anyone smoking. I find I would almost smell it more here just walking around, depending on the neighborhood, you know, than yeah. Amsterdam, actually. So. Yeah, yeah. So what sort of things did you get up to in Amsterdam? Uh, so we went to the Van Gogh yeah. Museum. Um, we picked that one. Got a little space yeah. cake, went there, you know, classic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic. <laughs> Um, we did have some of the most amazing food. Uh, we went to this little restaurant. Honestly, don't even know the name. We just walked around and found it. Had some of the best, like, steak seafood platter. It was oh, amazing. Wow. It was one of our um, kind of pricier meals, but, and I don't even know how, like, it happened. It just was delicious. Some of the best steak I've had. Perfect. Yeah, we weren't, like I said, every destination was, like, maybe one to five days yeah yeah did you go to the um underglow neon uh crazy golf in amsterdam no we have kind of a glow golf here so i don't find it's uh <sighs> something like i haven't done before oh great it was new to me yeah. <laughs> I, it's I, I i on the on my second time doing a road trip through the city um i got told about it and i instantly walked off to it yeah it's incredible they've got a bar on the ground floor and you just pay i think it's 10 euros and you just go down to the basement with it with the golf club oh, and uh, you just, just have a little walk around um oh, okay yeah perfect so amsterdam overall good then yeah very good some adventures for sure and we moved on to Germany. So we took the train, took the train there. And we had, so the thing is, is that we booked a bunch of our hostels, like newbies, like we were, before we left. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like some of months in advance. So the, that's why we got lost a lot in the beginning is because we didn't look at the locations of the hostels in retrospect to like the train station. And so some of them were pretty far. So we had to walk quite a bit because we weren't, you know, the public transportation wasn't great or we, ha we didn't want to organize it and stuff like that. Like we never got SIM cards or anything kind of just winged it off Wi-Fi. Um, but yeah, so we ended up staying in this, in um, Berlin, we ended up staying in this tent. <laughs> it was like a tent with beds in it. It's very nice. I mean, like glamping, I think. Yeah. It's like glamping. Honestly, yeah. the best sleep I had until that point, like that was the best sleep in three oh, wow. months. It was nice to not have a bunch of other people in a hostel, right, in a room or something like that. Yeah. At our own tent and the wind kind of slapping on around it. So 
we made some friends with uh, some of the locals who were kind of staying there um, and working at that hostel. And we just played some games, went to the market and kind of had a very chill. Like Berlin for us wasn't like the, you know, we... I don't even think I saw the wall. Like, we we got there so late, we got lost. They kind of um, omitted a part of the train, and they never said anything. Like, um, so we rode it three, four times back and forth, trying to find our destination, not knowing it had been rerouted. <laughs> so we lost, oh, like, God. a couple hours like that. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't know. Like, there was nothing posted anywhere. We were trying to find information online. And finally, like, when we got to the la- the end, we asked the dr- like we got off, and the driver was like switching drivers. We asked the driver like, "Okay, what is going on here?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got rerouted today." Like we're like, "Oh my gosh!" So that was kind of crazy. And staying yeah. on the like you know we weren't very close to everything downtown, and we were only there until the afternoon the next day. So we had twenty four hours in Berlin. It was like I said, kind of crazy. Well, that's that. That's a title of a blog Different right there. Twenty four hours in Berlin. <laughs> Yeah, chickens and uh, glamping. (laughs) That's not too bad. Change from ducks in the UK. Yeah, it was it was a nice uh, change of pace for sure. So only in Berlin for about twenty four hours. Did you stay in Germany? Yeah, we did. Um, We cancelled Frankfurt and we headed to Cologne instead. Uh, I'm really glad we did that actually. So we got there. We just started walking along the water and we started to hear some music. And we were like, okay. Um, I mean, always a good tip is if you hear live music and you're traveling, just walk towards it. You never know what you're going to find. That's actually a really, really good tip. (laughs) Yeah, we got got there and it turned out to be Summerfest. They had street meat and a carousel and live music and drinks and just like a stage. It was crazy and awesome. And everything was in German. But some of the like the songs we could recognize the tune. And we honestly had the most like spontaneous, awesome night with just some local Germans trying a bunch of different beers and eating hot dogs and and very, I mean, it's a beautiful city to walk around too. So that was, it was really nice surprise. Glad we changed it up and added Cologne in there because we would have uh, never have known about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm still in awe of that tip. That's, that's, that's the first time someone's ever vocalized that, that tip. Really? <laughs> just walking towards the live music. That's the first time I've heard it actually said out loud. It's usually just a, a known thing when I'm in a group. We just sort of heard ourselves. Well, yeah, you know, just, just go Instinctively to towards it. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a good time. Yeah, but yeah, live music's always good. Like even genres that you wouldn't sit back at home and go, "Oh, I'm gonna put some jazz on" because you know it's yeah. a Sunday afternoon. But if you're actually in the bar and they're playing jazz, it's, it's incredible. Especially if you're traveling for a long time, you know, you never know what you're gonna find by just following a path of some kind of sign of something fun, you know. In the yeah. Country. You never know. Yeah. So, how long were you in Cologne for? Um, we left the next day. It was kind of like a transit. Um, so we actually, there was a night we spent in Hamburg before all of this. Uh, just one night, it was pouring rain. We ate a Hamburg steak or a, a schnitzel. We ate a pork schnitzel and then we left. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, I don't even have a, I almost forgot because I don't even have a picture. You know, it's you t- sort of ticked the city off the list and then, <laughs> yeah, moved on. Really, yeah. I mean, it, it was pouring and we were there for 24, like, not even 24 hours. It was like the evening until the next morning. So, just so everything's moving quite lightly nice fast at the moment. And, you know, so if there's a laundry machine, you do your laundry or yeah, you know, yeah. the sink laundry, <laughs> catch up yes. on your Yeah, because there's only so much you can bring. I mean, let's 
take a moment there as far as packing your backpack goes how did you pack for 60 days um tried to bring a couple things that would layer you know maybe one pair of leggings i did bring one pair of black jeans um Mm -hmm. i didn't regret it because they do have a lot of purpose um when it gets colder but you know try to bring like a week at least of socks and underwear so that you don't have to wash those as much and sometimes you might want to change them like multiple times a day depending on what you're doing if you're like working out or whatever um you don't want to just be traveling to do laundry (laughs) but yeah uh, exactly you know i would say makeup any like products like that limit yourself to like five don't bring anything like sunscreen maybe you'll find all of that there if you run out but sometimes it's just a lot more expensive to buy there yeah um i ended up losing my glasses in slovenia and i'm pretty blind so i ended up (laughs) buying contacts but my friend was like doing the directions for like two weeks because i couldn't see anything i'm like what does that sign say (laughs) (laughs) what street is that like i had no idea everything was blurry so that wasn't fun I know the pain. I'm, I'm not. I'm not so bad, but I, I would have to be within sort of five meters to have have an idea. Yeah. 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 Damn. That's, that's <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, it so, happens, you know. So it's just basically strip it down. I, I had one person, uh, a friend of mine, say, "Once you've packed your bag, go through it again yeah. and really ask yourself, do I need this?'" Um, and that's a good way to to strip weight and make space for for things out there. So. And especially about half, like three weeks in, you kind of know what you're not going to use. You know what you brought that you're like, I'm not going to wear this. You know, at that point, if you're gone for a long time, send those things back. Don't carry it around kind of, yeah. you know, dreading it every day when you put your backpack on. You just send them race, back or donate them or something. There's a good way to reframe that, which is because I, I know some people who would not like to pay to send something back. Yeah. But the, the way you could phrase it is if this is going to cost you, say, £20 to, to send to, to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, would, in five days' time, when your backpack is still heavy, you're still struggling to fit everything in, would you like to pay £20 to get rid of that and you still <laughs> <Yeah>. keep it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just reframe it, basically. So, brilliant. So, we've, we've, we've jumped from Hamburg to Berlin to Cologne. Yeah. What's next? And then we headed to Prague. Ooh. beautiful Prague. we were there for three days um that was awesome my phone actually blackberry <laughs> i was using my boyfriend's old blackberry but stopped working <laughs> when i got there so i had to find out how to say do you speak english in czech uh which is actually i still remember that ended wow. up making sense of this really nice guy in a tech store he sold me i didn't want to buy a new phone there um i figured i could get more use out of a tablet at that point um, for that price. So I ended up just getting a, a tablet that I can get onto Wi-Fi with. Yeah. And um, kind of using that for the time being. So that was a little adventure there for sure. And we had met up with this guy who we had met a couple countries before. I think um, in Germany. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up doing a day, like a walking tour with him. Getting, renting some paddle boats. Just walking around. So he kind of accompanied us for the day. But it was we, we, it happened a lot. I think traveling in the summer interrailing Europe. You'll find. You'll meet. If you're doing especially like north to south or south to north. You're going to meet some of the same people. Or groups of people along the way. And it's really fun to kind of see them and say. Oh oh wow. Like I met you guys like three countries ago. Like how have you been? Where have you guys been going? Yeah. You know and kind of catch back up. And spend an evening together. It's uh it's kind of crazy. Yeah, generally speaking, there's always a good culture, isn't there, amongst yeah. backpackers? There definitely Perfect. is. One thing uh, people always talk about uh, when it comes to Prague with me is, is the uh, so I've not been there is mm-hmm. the architecture. What what did you think of what do you think of the buildings there? 
I oh, it's crazy. I mean, some of them are very. There, I remember walking by this cemetery, and it was like an above ground cemetery, and only because they did after you know everything with the war, they didn't have enough room to put the bodies underground, so they just started stacking them and then building buildings over top. So it was like a lot of raised um, kind of monuments and buildings because it's over top of like burials, which is really cool. And they have a lot oh, of wow. like lava rock looking buildings where the outside is almost it looks like melted lava or like hardened um like black lava kind of looks like that um very gothic style i mean old Prague is just gorgeous the underground the under we got to take a moment to talk about the underground bars because those are so fun yes they just have all these tunnels and it's so weird. Like you're drinking underground. Well, one part of it's open air and then the other part's like you're going through these tunnels. There's one DJ here, one DJ if you keep going. You know, this room's filled with people smoking. Like it just twists and turns everywhere and you don't know what you're going to expect. And wow. It's kind of creepy, but I mean, amazing. Is that in a specific region, uh, like like uh, like a Jewish di- district or is that across the whole city? Uh, I think Old Prague mostly has those ruin bars. Yeah, um, but I know they have like um, ruin bar tours as well, where you know, like a bar hop, where they'll take you on three different ones, which is kind of nice because you get to go through all of them. You don't get lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not, yeah. Day. I suppose you can mark them down during the day. Yeah, and, and we were traveling, you know, just on Wi-Fi with our phones, and we didn't want to get anything stolen or you know, drinking and stuff. Like we wanted to be careful. So especially sometimes like that, you know, we wouldn't bring our phones with us, so we would just stay together, stay with the group or whatnot, and. Uh, Having a like a pub crawl like that is a good way to see a lot, meet some mm. people, but uh, do it in a kind of more controlled way. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, although you can still go pretty feral on a I on mean, a bar crawl. We learned our lessons after I we had separated. Like I lost my friend who was with a group of guys dressed as bananas. Somehow couldn't find them, wandering <laughs> <laughs> around Dublin. So, you know, you learn your lesson. <laughs> well, I mean, that sounds I was going around asking me. everyone, like, have you seen a girl with a group of guys dressed as bananas? <laughs> Bouncers thought I was crazy. <laughs> Day one. But yeah, Prague was pretty great. Um, a lot of nice buildings and architecture, a lot to see and do there. Definitely recommend if you haven't been. I, I want to see so much more of Eastern Europe. Like everything's, you know, cultured and pr- well-priced and just there's so much to so much to do and see there. Perfect. Definitely, I'm sure you get a lot of bang for your buck, so I can understand why you'd want to hit those places up. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to Budapest in October, so, um, and that will be, uh, and Slovenia actually in oh. September. So, oh. should should we still have the flights? <laughs> so, um, uh, well, so yeah. Budapest was my next destination, actually. Um, oh, so perfect. Trip there. oh, amazing! Like. We spent five there, uh, five days there. Um, we booked a party hostel, so you can see that was a little bit of a theme for our trip. And um, so I don't know if you anybody would know about this hostel retox, but man, it's crazy. They when they say you're not going to get any sleep, like they mean it, and you have to be okay with it because you know it's just how it is. <laughs> we will like we try to fall asleep, and there's a couple having sex beside you. It's just. A little crazy, but honestly, a lot of fun. Everyone's there for the same reason, and that's their home base, and then they go out and do stuff during the day, but we ended up doing so much there, and everything was so cheap. We did, it was very, very hot, like 40 degrees on a regular basis when we were there, 
Yeah. Um, so they have a boat cruise. So we were able to go like on the Danube River, you know, got a little bottle of sparkling wine and got to see everything lit up, the parliament buildings and everything, which is gorgeous. Um, we did a, uh, we ended up going to, on the island to the um, water park there for one afternoon because it was so hot. And, you know, water parks are like 60 bucks in, in, in the U.S. and Canada. It's crazy to go there for one day. But yeah. $50 was the entrance fee for us. Really? 15 which I just thought was incredibly well-priced, you know, yeah. for a whole day, you know, water park like that. So we had a lot of fun, cool down. And, of course, we did the walking tour. So we saw the, you know, the Pesh side, the... the the Buddha side, all the hills and everything, and got the views of the Danube and the river crossings, and yeah, just hung out with some people, ate some really good foods. Everything was so cheap and just so much to see in, in Budapest. I mean, you're gonna love it. Perfect, perfect. And now, um, did, did you go up and see the castle as well? Oh yeah, yeah. We definitely got up there. Went up. Uh, we walked up, so that was a nice little hike. Yeah. Great, great, great views up there. Really gorgeous. Perfect. Um, I have a friend who went up there and, uh, and and she said that she went up to take some pictures, stood there in, in complete awe of the castle and then all the lights shut off and she looked and it was 2 a.m. And so she thinks she hasn't fact checked it. So by all means, check it. If you're thinking about going to Budapest, check it. But she thinks that the lights must turn off at 2 a.m. every night because they got there. It was sort of stood back and went, wow, that's incredible. And then got their phones out to take pictures and the lights went off. Yeah. <laughs> so either that or it's shy. That's crazy. Perfect. So anything yeah. else that we did in Budapest at all? Yeah, well, obviously I had to do the, like a bath party. So we, went, we wanted to combine, we heard about this bath party and <laughs> we went to one of those. The, the middle of the pool is like kind of like a whirlpool. So if you get sucked in, you kind of just keep spinning, which is kind of fun, but you know little crazy because you're in the water too and there's the dj going and everyone's drinking vodka red bulls and just <laughs> you're, all you have to like hold your possessions is this like key card that's around your neck that accesses your locker and your money and mine got ripped off of me um somehow it ended up like sticking to my leg underwater like an hour from when it happened no and I was just like, I can't, this, this can't be mine. No way. And we got out, we went to go test it and it worked. I was like, this is an insane coincidence. You know, I was very lucky to have, uh, it got, yeah. Cause the pool was pretty full and there was a lot of people in there and just some, like just got ripped off, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I was really lucky to just have that pop up on my leg. That's very lucky. <laughs> That's very yeah, and lucky. Then just oh, like a, a very small, um, Hungarian forint as well. Also on my leg, I found at some point. So, but the oh, current, you know, the stuff that's underwater will kind of just stick to you. <laughs> <laughs> just, What's that on my leg? Oh, pulls it out. Okay, cool. Really experiencing the culture here. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> absolutely. The true bath fashion. <laughs> no, Perfect. We, yeah. We moved on, uh, after that, um, we needed a break from drinking, and uh, so we went to Slovenia, perfect place to relax and enjoy the scenery. I mean, we were on a, a train probably for about 11 hours um, to get there, to Bled. Right. I mean, beautiful. I mean, picturesque. Like, you see it in the in the photos with the church in the middle on the island and the, the boats and the, the clear water and the mountains in the background, but it really is like that. It's It's gorgeous. It's serene. Everyone's so nice. It's very, like village town-esque 
um, just nice to walk around the island. We ended up, you know, spending some time in the water, taking a nap, having a picnic, you know, just walking around, wow. really just relaxing. You know, we hung Sweet. out with some swans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just don't annoy them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Um, it's comforting to hear you say that actually, because in September when I go to Slovenia, I'm only there for a weekend. I'm I'm checking out Bled for a bit, and then I'm on a um, um, a tour to to summit Mount Triglav, which is the mountain right next to it. That's so amazing. so really comforting to hear you say nice things about Bled because I'm I'm really really looking forward to going. And you see Instagram just covered yeah. with with pictures of that church in the middle. Is a church right? Yeah, it's a church. It's still functional as well. Um, so the bells have... still ring. Yeah, they have mass and everything. They'll send like a little oh, boat there, a little boat oh, taxi. It's really cute. <laughs> yeah. But Blood was one of my, it's one of the most green countries of Europe, um, but very, very nice. Honestly, relaxing. We ended up just going to the grocery store and getting some steak to cook up at the hostel one night. So cheap, delicious. Uh, you know, everything's, the buildings, like we went to Ljubljana as well. Um, so the buildings there are really cool around the canal. Pink. Mm tie it like you know almost like um it's a, I have this board game called azul it's it's kind of like that where you have all the different tiles and patterns and textiles yes. very cool to see that on the face of a building but everyone's very nice the culture is really friendly and relaxed brilliant brilliant yeah perfect so we've been to Slovenia, and and to be honest unless you want to check out some caves Bled and Ljubljana are, are the main areas, really, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. So you kind of tick them off. What came after Slovenia? Uh, then we made our way to Italy. And so our first um, destination was Venice. Obviously. Yeah. If, if you know a map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like Venice. Um, really nice. Um crazy to think you know everything's with the canals and everything you know uh, yeah we were in amsterdam but it's it's def- it's different like with the water taxis and everything the streets mm-hmm. are very narrow you know everyone's selling stuff on the sides is we just we literally got lost and on purpose in this in this place but yeah by choice for the first time yeah we got some nice pasta dinner by the by the water we didn't do the gondola ride because you know We'll save that for if I go with my my lover someday or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> save that experience you know, to go with a friend, but save it for when it counts. But had some really great food there. Um, just walked around again. Was only there for maybe um, forty eight hours. Stayed at a hostel. Um, found getting from the the train station, or we took a bus actually um, for this portion. But we found that it was a little difficult to navigate getting from the bus station to getting into Venice. And that's something I wish I would have done a bit more research on. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So that's one less thing to answer later at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At uh, after Venice then, um, did you stop by Lake Garda at all or did you move on? No, we moved on. We did a quick stop in uh, Bologna while uh, we were transiting and uh, to Rimini Got some great food there, you know, uh, arancinis. We've got the the gelato and the brioche, like classic, some really good food uh, pit stop there. <laughs> mm. And then we went on to Ramini. Um, we definitely wanted to spend some time by the water at this point. So we uh, 
we ended up at a phone party there. We ended up uh, just hanging out at the beach, meeting some really cool people around the hostel. We canceled Florence to stay at this point because we re- we realized like we'd just done like four or five countries in a week. I think it was like five countries at that point. We couldn't just, you know, keep blowing through them like that. So we had to kind of X out things that were making us go out of the way and yeah. kind of backtracking just to be more conscientious about the destinations we were going to and enjoying those destinations to the fullest. Yeah. Even then still to this day, like I only got a little taste of most of these places and I have a lot more to add. So that's definitely a a trip for the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, so far on this podcast, uh, when I when I say what's one thing you do differently, nearly all of them have said more days spent, and some of these people have spent, you know, weeks in a country, yeah. and they go, yeah, more days. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think you're not alone in the thought of slowing down and, and taking time. So it's also cheaper to to travel, you know, slower as well, and it's something I think to work towards for me that I want in my future is to just kind of be able to live in a destination for you know, minimum a month or three months even and kind of move on and really get to soak it all up. So mm-hmm. next. So, yeah, go ahead. No, no that, that was, you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, so what's next? <laughs> so uh, I almost lost my camera there actually at the phone party, but we found it. Um, yeah. And moved on to Rome. We actually stayed at this campground a little bit outside of Rome. Um, can't really remember why we did that, but uh, met some cool Argentinian guy. We played King's Cup and uh, hung out there. It was uh, They had like a free shuttle into Vatican City, so we did that the next day. We ended up getting there around 4 p.m., which was honestly the best case scenario. All the crowds were gone. We got a discount on the price. We were able to walk through the entire thing, and there were so many less people. We still got to see everything, take our pictures and whatnot, and uh, get out. So that was that's something I would definitely recommend is to kind of go towards the late afternoon you know, you know, walk around and there's going to be someone sell, like selling a tour here that'll be able to get you in for a discounted price. So, yeah, you want to beat that's, the crowd. that's a good tip. Rome is actually one of my favorite cities. It's just it's I, I don't know what, what were your thoughts? I, I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm, absolutely beautiful. I mean, the Trevi Fountain, sadly, was um, under construction when I was there. But, you know, Spanish Steps, everything, the Coliseum, like beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. It's insane to see those kind of pictures and places where you imagine them and see them in movies but being there in real life it's completely different and awe-inspiring that's exactly what i was about to say when i saw the coliseum it was so different from Mm -hmm. you know like you say you see our movies right i think the first time i properly saw it was a bruce lee's movie where he goes there and fights what chuck norris i think is that the one where he fights chuck norris um and then you see pictures of it and you think, oh, that's kind of big. And then you, you get there and you see it. And it's, yeah, the first time I saw it, I, there's a long road that leads right up to it. Um, I'm, I'm sure there are many, but this, I was on one particular one from the Airbnb. And uh, you, I just turned the corner and you see about 300 meters down the road. And it's just right there, still taking up like, the whole view. Oh, it's incredible. It, uh, I think one of the regrets that I have um, is I didn't do a tour of the inside. We um, chose not to. It was very, very hot. The lines were really long. It seemed kind of expensive to walk inside. I didn't um, either. Yeah. Some, sometimes I think, well, I was there. You know, I, I may not go back. I should have done it. Mm. If you're a history nut, maybe. You know, if, you, if you're into history, definitely yeah. do it. If you're into architecture and just seeing places and, and like sort of the more general stuff, I, I think it's actually a waste of money for the amount they charge you. 
It's very reassuring to hear that because I, I do think I enjoy spending my money on food. <laughs> you know, well, you get to really learn about a culture with the food that they serve in, in a place. And, you know, just seeing walking around, seeing the sights. I just love walking around a place, honestly, going for a yeah. hike. And... So, so you say you say food. We <laughs> um, did you uh, I'll come straight out with it. There's a place called Mr. Tiramisu or T Tiramisu. God, I always say that word wrong. <laughs> Mr. Tiramisu. Did you did, did you hear about that? No. It's amazing. Uh, they have uh, it's Mr. Hunt. I'll link it in the description of the podcast. Oh, you turn so up and they have 100 recipes of tiramisu. Um, wow. Like like uh, like they had a mojito flavor. Then they've obviously got like the Kit Kat flavor. Uh, I, if I told my boyfriend this, like we could not go, like not not go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he would yeah, and they also sell wine, and, and I had. Um, a, a red wine I had. I'm a, I'm a big fan of red wine. Uh, a red wine I had in Finland, and this red wine, Sangiovese, it was called. Um, it was it was the best red wine I've ever had in my life. So I was just sipping on this red wine, having tiramisu, just thinking like life is great. <laughs> <laughs> Money, <laughs> it's the best time. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. So you're perfect. Sorry, I, I hijacked. Hijacked. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, give me any good food recommendations. You know, I went to culinary school and always looking for good ideas and uh when i travel definitely i travel to place out food. <laughs> definitely check out definitely check out so yeah rome so anything else that we need to know about rome while, whilst you're there yeah uh, i'm i mean that campground had the best pasta that i had in all of italy actually oh, wow. yeah it was only eight euros it was walnuts and grana padano and it was just simple ravioli but homemade it was honestly the best i had um the whole time i was gone which is surprising I was waiting for the, you know, every every pasta dish I would get. I'm like, oh, this is still not as good as the, the other one. Like, it was amazing. Mm. I've, I've recreated it and still wasn't as good. <laughs> I'm <not laughs> the culinary school, so that's they something. Do something. Yeah, after uh, after we did Rome, I mean, we we chose to stay in a cute little B&B there for the price. It was uh, worth it. And they had AC and all that. And they, we had to leave early the one morning. So they even packed us a little breakfast before we left at like Aww. 6 very very nice um just really good homey i think that was our, our best a good decision for us to do was to stay in that because uh, we were able to like take a bath you know and just have a little bit of privacy we'd been staying in hostels for quite a while and so that was nice yeah sometimes with the price it's easier to do that like a, a small b&b and split the cost than to stay in a hostel depending on you know your priorities and, and the amount of time you've been traveling and all of that as well yeah and then we moved on to Switzerland, one of my favorite places. Oh, yes. Oh, we we had an early, uh, we were going there primarily to do bungee jumping in Interlaken. And uh, there was one train, and you know with Interrail, like you really have to, some of the countries you have to buy your, your seat anyways. And yeah. so, so um, we forgot to do that, and it, like we didn't realize, and it was uh, pretty full like, we were kind of just saying, okay, well, we'll go to the train station and just get a ticket there, right? But the one that day was really full, so we almost did not make it to Switzerland on time for a bungee jumping. We ended up, like, just hopping on a train that was starting to move, sitting in the carriage, like, on the side. Everyone was in the same situation. You know, we were kind of sitting, like, outside of the the compartment and just yeah. hoping they didn't kick us off. So. Yeah. <laughs> just practicing a speech in our head, you know? And But it turned out to be okay, and we made it to Interlaken, yeah. and we got to our... We got to our bungee jumping um, 
spot there and they gave us a beer and we were ready to go. <laughs> it was amazing. Nice. Not Dutch as scary as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just getting thrown off of a cable car, like a cable kind of hanging, you know, in the middle of uh, nowhere is gorgeous. The scenery is unreal. You know, you think that, you know, the mountains, I mean, have you, I don't know if you've been to Switzerland or, or like BC, Canada. I haven't been to even to Western Canada, but you know, the mountains is something awe-inspiring. Like I was supposed to go to Peru um, at the end of this month. So I'm so sad, but the mountains just do something to me, you know, it's just making yeah. me feel something. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's a good quote by, um, I want to say her name is Victoria Jackson, okay. where I'm going to paraphrase it. Cause if I try and quote it exactly, I'm going to butcher it. But she basically says she loves, sand dunes the oceans everything but there's something about the mountains that draw her to it it's mm. um yeah it, it's I've, I've actually i've just bought the book so i'll, I'll let you know if it's worth buying <laughs> it's a really good read. well they say you know the mountains are calling i must go yes exactly yeah absolutely i feel, I feel that on a, on a really deep level <laughs> yeah i've um yeah so in answer to your question i have but yeah like i've, I've been switching that i've got um um uh, I drove, uh, I talked about it in the first episode of this podcast, um, drove up into the Swiss Alps in, in my car. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't realize it. Um, I didn't, I didn't know I was going to get into hiking later on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. um, I, was, I drove to 2,500 meters um, uh, and then took a picture at the top and then Carolyn going down again. And, and had I known, then <laughs> I would have been kind of impressed, but I just saw it as a road. Um, and got, I got a tattoo of that actually. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. that's cool yeah so we wanted to get awesome. higher up in the mountains so we found this really cool mountain hostel in uh Gibbelwald. so we had to take uh two trains and a bus and a cable car to get there <laughs> but Lovely. it was actually our most expensive ho- most expensive hostel at 50 euros a night Jeez. Um, it's so remote um but they they're really good like it's just there's nothing else around there there's maybe like a homemade cheese store but it's not a store it's like a house you know in, in there's goats yeah. roaming everywhere, just fresh mountain water, like, coming out oh. of a spigot on the side. Um, people go there to hike, and I didn't realize it was very much like a hiker's paradise. Um, well, yeah, we got there, and then the next day we kind of planned a hike. I mean, the views were incredible. Um, we were literally off the side of a mountain in the middle of nowhere. There was only these oh, tiny wow. cars that were able to, like, climb up there. We kind of hiked up to about 5,000 um, feet near Murren. And um, kind of just spent the day hiking and came back down and just had a picnic and stuff. We just hung out with the, the cows and the goats and just walked around and enjoyed the scenery. They even have a little honesty store there where nobody monitors it. And, you know, they just have the prices in a little jar and they say, like, look, you know, just be honest and respectful. And, you know, it's, that's there's like 10 people who live there. Jeez. Oh, that sounds like heaven. It was so nice. I mean, the air is just gorgeous there the views everywhere you look Gee, uh, i imagine uh, that's going on the list <laughs> <laughs> so where where to after that uh, sorry I'm, I'm really distracted I'm, I'm like really imagining wanting to be there spend like, yeah, self-isolation there pigs on the sides you know just petting them fresh blueberries as you're walking like it Jeez. was insane a little tram like that just went up into the mountains of nowhere it's crazy crazy how people and then that's why, you know, I was so excited for Peru. Just it's amazing to see how these, you know, these people just live in the mountains with no problems, you know, be insane to live there yeah. permanently. Jesus. 
So Something after that like... absolute heaven, yeah. <laughs> where was next? So then we went to Paris in the middle of summer. You yeah. know, so we were only there for a couple of days and we were there on a Monday, Tuesday. And anyone who's been to Paris on a Monday, Tuesday knows that everything is closed. You know, yes. so we didn't plan yeah. that very well. Um, so we got to Paris. It was very, very hot. A lot of tourists. Everything was closed. Um, so we didn't really get to enjoy the real essence of Paris, I would say. I mean, we did walk around. We saw the Eiffel Tower. We ate baguette and cheese, you know. And we got hustled by sellers, you know, with the little keychains and everything. Yeah, right? yeah. We had some really good food. Um, we did go to a really good restaurant. I had the duck. It was amazing. Um, but honestly, we didn't do too much. We got some macaroons. We walked around. Um, we just walked around everywhere, really. Perfect. Yeah, we kind of moved on to Nice after that. <laughs> Oh man, Nice was a Nice is a crazy time. So we got there and we had booked this hostel, just like whatever hostel. And uh, we get there and they tell us that. Well, first our train was stopped because they thought there was a specific a suspicious package on the train, and so they had the bomb squad come on and. Oh like, it. So we had we were stopped for like a few hours, so that kind of slowed us down. <laughs> <laughs> just just a bit. <laughs> yeah, and so when we got there, um, our hostel had overbooked, and so they had a sister hotel, like, just the building beside, so they actually gave us a free private room there instead, which turned out to be, like, an upgrade, which was nice. Um, nice. So that was off to a good start, and then they tell us that there's a f- uh, two-euro pasta wine dinner, and we're like, okay, we're in, obviously, and that there was a free champagne night that night, and we're like, okay, sign me up too. So we did all that, you know, we were we made some friends, we're hanging out. Just like this big crowd of people just drinking vodka out of the bottle and drinking, um, singing to songs. It was just crazy. Like, what did we, where did we come, Narnia? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the next day we were like, okay, we're going to rent some scooters and some motorbikes and we're going to go kind of see the coast and check out, you know, we can go make it to Monaco or something. And um, so the funny, weird story, but the the guys were, were kind of waiting around and then turned out they had overbooked the scooters, the owners of the hotel, and then he felt really bad because of what happened the day before. So they offered to personally drive us um, in their convertible, like around just to have a look because we were just going to go drive around and go see the scenery and stuff, you know, on the motorbike. So they offered to drive us around in their BMW. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we were like, hmm, do we go and risk, I don't know, our lives? Do we not go and now we don't have motorbikes and we waste like a couple hours waiting for them. We don't have any other plans, you know? So we went and yeah, yeah it was crazy. We got a really good views of, you know, everything around from Nice and um, Monaco and all that and the little cities in between. He brought us up to the, like the cane, he brought us up to Canes and we went to the red carpet and, you know, he brought us to a beach. We just kind of hung out there <laughs> and yeah, it was just so weird. And then that night there was also another free champagne party thing happening so we just enjoyed that and it seemed just like the all these crazy good things kept happening to us in nice and it seemed so, so real. holds a special place yeah oh, didn't expect great. to like it that much yeah perfect so after nice or did you stay inside france no uh we moved on to spain so we got to madrid and uh, we had about five days in Madrid, or we were supposed to have three, I think, but then it turned out to be five because the only trains that would go to, um, or no, wait, we, 
we went to Barcelona next. Sorry. Yeah, we were in Barcelona mm -hmm. uh, for three days. So we um, obviously we just walked around, went to the markets, had some paella, ate some food, you know, hung out along the boardwalk and all of that. Yeah. And then we uh, we went to a pub crawl the one night. And because our bracelets, like, they're to just keep your bracelet on, you can go back, like, the next night. Like, the first night, for some reason, like, we didn't have that much fun. And so we went back the second night. And it was just, like, a completely different vibe. And we had a crazy awesome night. We ended up, I mean, we both ended up getting pickpocketed in Barcelona. Oh, no. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, it kind of just happens. We were not as careful because we were drinking and stuff. Yeah. And they can see that. But they're so good. It was insane. Like, it was, I had this 50 euro bill. We're ending the end of our trip, and it's kind of like all I had for cash that time. But it was just in a in my bag on me, like on my side, you know, closed and zipped. And for some reason, like they got it out and closed my bag without me noticing. Jeez. Walking. Like it, they're so talented. I mean, of course. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. I've yeah. actually done, um, um, done an episode on Barcelona, uh, so if anyone listening to this is interested in that, I took it from the YouTube yeah. channel I, I, I started, um, and they, um, he talks about pickpocketing there, and yeah, you, you just got to keep your wits about you, and, and generally speaking, you're fine, but yeah, if you're on a pub crawl, then <laughs> yeah. they're, they're going to target you big time, so. Exactly. Uh, never mind. Oh, well. Well, we moved on. To saw... Sorry, go on. Yeah, you go on. Yeah. We um we did we go we went to the we saw um, Sagrada Familia we just kind of walked yeah. around and we went to the the boardwalk and we ended up uh, along just kind of walking around the beach very very long beach very nice uh, gorgeous sand water there um got some henna <laughs> just yeah yeah nice. and then uh, yeah we moved on to Madrid we were we're getting a bit more of our Spain experience I think um. Yeah, Madrid was great. The park, um, was that park called? El Retiro. Amazing. Uh, very huge. They have all these paths, really cool trees, fountains. They even have like a, a lake in the middle where you can rent rowboats. Just awesome. kind of Yeah, they have a little tent with um, crystals inside, just little ducks everywhere and turtles. It's just little oh, treasures wow. to find all around the park everywhere. We ended up uh, seeing a flamenco show, so that was a lot of fun. It was like a private show too, and so there was just a, a small group of us, and we were like Q and A with the performers and everything at the end. That was really nice to be able to get kind of an inside look at that culture. Um, tapas tour, obviously, we did a couple of those between Barcelona and Madrid. Yes. You know, we were <laughs> we were in Madrid a couple of days more than we thought because the only train out was an overnight train, and we had missed like the first one was sold out, so it was the next day. So we ended up staying two extra nights. Which was fine. Like there was a lot of good places to discover. We found this one place that had one euro like foods. Like the whole menu was just one euro, and you just ordered a bunch wow. of small things and shared them, like tapas. But it wasn't like they couldn't call themselves a tapas place because it was, I don't know, more simple than that. But it was good, like cheap and good for quick snack, and you got to try a bunch of stuff. So absolutely, it helps helps towards that budget as well. Exactly. You know, you can, especially towards the end of our trip there. Like I did mention that I had two jobs, um, saving yeah. up for this, but I, you know, I fractured my foot. Couldn't. I honestly like didn't save up enough, and then I was ended up pulling up from my credit card. So that's definitely a mistake. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't want to be able to save more so before you go that you're not, uh, you know, taking spending more to take out the same amount of money as you would be if you would have planned or taken the time to save. We were just so excited. We wanted to do this trip, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't regret it, but I would do things differently. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well hindsight's a wonderful thing though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, when you know. And... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anything else we need to know about Madrid at all? No, um, a lot of things to see. If you like walking around, you like parks, you'll have a great time. So then we took Perfect. the overnight train to uh, Lisbon. That was a, it was very smooth. Um, did, I did get some sleep. I normally don't sleep on vehicles and stuff, but I was able to get some sleep. Um, we got there bright and early. It was very nice architecture, very hilly. Um, we were only in Lisbon for a day or so. So we actually did take a tuk-tuk tour. Um, we figured it'd be a good way if we were not walking up all of those hills and getting to the castle, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Day, you know? So we wanted to make the most uh, of our day there. So she brought us up everywhere to all the viewpoints. Um, it was great. They It was actually really great to do that because they were able to explain a lot of the places and get us up to those um, kind of, you know, all, up, all the way up the hill through the narrow streets. And uh, she brought us to this little place that actually... Um, little shots of cher the the cherry um, liqueur that they have there in Portugal and so we had that um just shooters of that at one point uh we made kind of friends with her so I don't know if that was the normal tour or she was just uh she just <laughs> liked us and was kind of bringing us on an adventure but it was a lot of fun ended up having some really good um fish for dinner obviously if you're going to go to Portugal you know try the seafood it's fresh and amazing and uh so much culture and street culture there like everyone's hanging out in the streets at night dancing like just started dancing randomly on a, on a weeknight you know um oh, wow. singing, dancing in the streets just walking around everyone just kind of goes out after dinner and hangs out outside it's really nice to see that's wonderful yeah that's 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 because when you go traveling right you want to experience unfamiliarity and that's that's mm -hmm. super positive super happy unfamiliarity that's yeah. Oh, wonderful. So that was a lot of fun. Um, the next, I think that was just the same day, we actually went to the Lisbon Zoo. So we hadn't been to a zoo yet. Um, awesome. We really, we really like animals, and we had heard that the Lisbon Zoo was one of the better ones. And since we took the Tuk Tuk tour, we saw most of the city. So we said, you know what, let's go. And it was really nice. Um, spend the day just kind of looking at some animals and going through. Is um, they, do a, they do a good job at kind of... Um, kind of keeping them in a habitat that seems sort of, I mean, zoos are a kind of controversial subject, to be honest. And I know not everyone supports them, and, and I, I understand that 100%. Um, the right ones have good conservation about them. Yeah. But it was nice to go just walk around and spend some time with some animals and something different to look at for sure. And, I mean, I just, I love animals, so it was nice to, to do that for sure. If you're, I can confirm this in June, should I still be able to do my trip? Uh, in Sweden, in a top, um, not, the, not the top left, because it, it kind of goes up, mm -hmm. but then that's still the bottom half of Sweden, because then it starts going off at an angle towards the, towards the Arctic Circle. Um, right near the Norwegian border, I think there's a zoo, which is endangered species only. Um, mm -hmm. And okay. I've, I really want to go there in June. So just... I thought a nice tip for you if you're ever in Sweden, um, sort of at the bottom part of it, check that zoo out. Um, they've got some pretty endangered species there that they look after quite nicely. So I can check if they're still there in June and I'll report back to you. But yeah, I, I'm the same. I love animals. I'd love to do like an Antarctic cruise, you know, where you get to go and you yeah, know, like herd and the seals and oh my God, that'd be amazing to to really be in that habitat. And anyways, I'm getting off track here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, bad, bad training. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then we headed to Porto. Um, this was our last destination. I think we were there for five days total. 
Um, first thing you notice when you get there is a train station, um, the blue tiles everywhere, the famous blue tiles. I mean, a lot of buildings, the train station, they're all made up of those like pictures, you know, spread over the whole building. Um, individual tiles, it's crazy. Somebody hand painted each tile and, you know, made that incredible art, but it's there. And uh, Porto is amazing. They have so much culture, um, so much, so many things to do there. We had a blast there. We just walked around, did a walking tour, obviously, like most places. Um, we ended up, tr we ended up in the back, some back alley, eating um, this chocolate cake, the most amazingest chocolate cake that I have ever had. Um, and I hate to say the word moist, but when you when you're talking about good cake here, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, and it was just this old like this one lady and she was in her house and she had a line like out the door and this is how we found it um just you know giving slice of cake on napkins and it was so good she's <laughs> crazy the, the best yeah seriously the best oh, wow we uh ended up doing a port wine tour when we were there as well obviously you gotta you gotta do the port wine thing absolutely we, yeah oh That's delicious they got us on the other side, so we got some really great views. We were on a rooftop, just you know, making friends, drinking some port wines. They had the they we went to a museum for port wine as well, so like we got to see you know the the process and the history, like all of that side to chew. So it wasn't just drinking. <laughs> yes. You know, we definitely that <laughs> you was. You hydrate yourself in that weather. <laughs> yeah, so we definitely were able to bring a couple destinations. Well, surprisingly, Spain and. You know, when we hit the last couple um, countries, it was colder for them as it normally was. So Spain wasn't really super hot, and neither was Portugal when we were there, which okay. was surprising. We're in the middle that of summer too. Good and bad, depending depending on it, your view. It made it it made up for the heat wave in London and and Dublin and Brussels. Like it was so hot when we were there, um, so that was a night weird turn of events. Yeah. But yeah, um, this is our last destination, so we were able to bring back a couple bottles of wine home. Um, so that was fun. Yes. Share that with the family and, and everything, souvenir. Um, on the last day, we had the last full day. We were just walking by the water. Um, we ended up seeing this Jeep with kind of a, a picture. You know, they were selling tours. And we were kind of like, oh, you know, should we? And then we went to talk to them. And it was 25 euros. And it was a day tour. So we, we ended up just doing it. Okay. Yeah. And they brought us to these caves. Um, so we went down and kind of were splunking down in these caves, which is so cool. Um, I mean, until I saw the cluster of spiders on the wall, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. They ruined my trip. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it, it was their space. You know, I was the one intruding. So, you know, was, but I mean, it gives you the EBGBs when you see them all piled in there, like yeah, 500 of them. It really does. Spot, but the caves were really cool. Um, and then they brought us to a bunch of viewpoints outside of Porto where we can look over the city and stuff. And then they brought us to this old village um, that grows their own grapes and is fully like supportive of um, for itself in the summer months. And um, they kind of just uh, gave us a little snack there when we hung out and just kind of talked with the locals, explored a little bit around there. And, um, and then we went, so we were standing like this Jeep that they have is just open air back Jeep and you're standing up in the back and it was just us and another couple and we're going through these hills and mountains on a dirt road like on just the back of a jeep not strapped in or anything and it was you know 
it was awesome. Like the adrenaline yeah. from that was amazing. And the views were awesome. It was just incredible last day with amazing views and some really great tour guides. And this one couple we were with, they were super awesome. Really nice, different way to explore around Porto. If you have only a limited amount of time in Portugal, I would definitely recommend um, the Adventure Jeep Tour. I have a picture of the Jeep. I can link you the the description for um, the tour because it was honestly so worth the price and the time of that day for sure. Yes, yeah. Well, I'll send the link over. I'll put I'll put it in the description, and then well, we'll know if we got round to that because it it will be there or it won't be there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. But a yeah. brilliant way to round off sixty to sixty days. Then. Yeah, that was that was the end. That was it. We flew out the next day and yeah, sadly came home. Did you get the traveling blues? Yeah, I really did. It's like nobody yeah. cares that much when you get back to really hear about no, your trip. Yeah. They're kind of like over it. They're kind of jealous. And, you know, it's hard for them to really understand the how much you grow and how much you learn and gain from a trip like that without them being on it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or, or having a passion for it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is bloody brilliant <laughs> it's uh yeah honestly that's 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 a whirlwind of, whirlwind of countries um yeah, sure if, if you could relive one moment and if that's hard i'll give you three um on the on the whole trip what would that be oh man okay um i'm for sure going to say uh switzerland and just you know the thrill of the bungee jumping in that day of just getting to the mountains and seeing them and you know as you're training in it the mountains get closer and closer and bigger and bigger and it's just more and more amazing every photo you take and just to relive you know seeing them for the first time is yeah definitely on my list um i would say just let's that yeah that's hard i'm gonna stick with the one Stick with the one. Uh, yeah. To be fair, you've chosen a good one. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's the one that threw me off what the hell we're talking about because I was just yeah. wanting to be there. So you chose a good one. <laughs> too many good moments, you know. Just You have to write them all down when you're traveling. You have to take pictures because, you know, especially long travels, it, kind of, it can all blend together really easily um, over the years if you, uh, if you don't. Yeah, a lot of people journal, don't they? I, I mean, I, I've just started doing it for... Uh, for um, mountains and national parks um so not so much cities but if i go to a national park or i go to a mm -hmm. or, you know try to summit a mountain I'll, I'll do a journal about it it's nice to just read through it again you've been doing a lot of summiting and, and mountaineering it's is what i get the the feel it's from. a recent hobby of mine but like you know and uh you know it's not just feels right like <laughs> i used really to be into cars hiking Sorry, I'm interested in doing a through hike, so something like the you know Appalachian Trail or the Continental Divide or something like that. Maybe in the states. I mean, not anytime soon, but yeah. something that's uh, you know very interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it just feels right. I, mean, I used to be into cars, and I always knew really deep down it was a temp temporary uh, sort of interest of mine. Right, um, right. I still like cars, but actually modifying them was, was my thing. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I, for a while I've been into hiking and traveling, and, and just it's just it's only ever gone up <laughs> as far as the passion goes. Yeah, so. it's one of those passions. I think it doesn't really die down. I don't know, like it's just getting stronger and stronger and harder and harder to stay inside. <laughs> I just got to win the lottery one uh, one day and just especially just, now yeah. it's making me relive all my my travel dreams here. I know, yeah, it's the one bad thing, isn't it? <laughs> Gives you the travel itch. It's if you get uh, you speak you spoke a lot about uh, doing things differently and how um, you sort of planned it quickly and went off and did it. Um, mm -hmm. it, it. 
maybe just one but if you've got loads and again i give you the option for three only because we're talking about a lot of countries here in two months um what's one one or three things you would do differently next time um well i would definitely look at what the cost like the you know the average daily cost you would spend in a destination would be and kind of um think about that a little bit more and and then spend and, and decide how many days do i want to spend feasibly on you know, in that destination or how much money do extra do I have to save to be able to do that? And so I can really prioritize um, the budgeting. And so I think I would definitely kind of just be a bit more aware of my finances, not necessarily be cheap or stringent or anything, just write things down. Know, and so I know where to cut if I need to, or, you know, know when, what's more worth it for, for me in, in terms of my travels and what yeah. I want to do activity wise, or, you know, is it worth spending it on this tour or this meal or, you know, kind of figuring that out a little bit ahead of time by knowing, what things are going to cost. I like uh, that tip. Yeah. And I think not over planning in terms of hostels or desti destinations, but over planning in terms of the countries that you do want to go to, you know, what are things that you should know about that country in terms of, you know, etiquette or culture or um, even just like the top places to eat in a city and not having necessarily context, just looking up those things beforehand. Because sometimes, you know, I don't know about now, but five years ago when you're traveling just on Wi-Fi, it's kind of hard to get that information and to really do a lot of research while you're on the road. I'd say now, actually, with a lot of the research I've been doing, if you type in top restaurants, Helsinki or, or top yeah. things to do in Oslo, there are so many blog articles now, so there's almost no excuse these days to, to to miss something. And there's a lot of apps that are available offline now, so I think that's something that uh, mm. will definitely change a lot of traveling in the future for me. Um, yes. Just a lot of the technology has changed a lot, which I'm sure is beneficial in a lot of ways. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, so I know I gave you two there, but maybe that's fine. No, that's totally fine um and then to to round it off uh, i suppose i usually ask this ask this one first but it's such a big cultural dip what was what was something that surprised you or overall what were the things that surprised you the most about your integrating trip that people are nice people are genuine you know everyone who's backpacking in the summer has the same mo most of the people have the same mindset people have the same goal people are all you know like-minded and you'll make friends if you open yourself up to the opportunities and you know say yes you'll have those experiences you know it's, it's definitely perspective and mindset kind of determines what kind of experience you're going to have yeah yeah that's right I, I i always think of things being um there's two parallel lines you have the top line which is reality and the bottom line which is perception so right. the top one is the truth. That's what always happens. And the bottom line is how you perceive it. So you go, oh, that sucks. Or, oh, that's a good opportunity. You know, yeah. but think, uh, yeah, people, people are nice. It's a good one. I think one thing I, I would do differently, just to add the the third one here, would oh, go to, to go on shoulder season. Um, I don't think I would go back in the summer. Just because ah, okay. um, the prices, the crowds, and the heat. Um, you know, I went because I was... I was able to get the summer off um, from my kitchen job because, you know, people, student want, students want to work in the summer. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, as an adult, I think I would try to go and pay attention to the seasons and the weather and kind of go, you know, to avoid certain things and plan that out a little bit better. I read a lot about um, autumn or, or fall, mm. <laughs> depending where you're listening, yeah. um, being beautiful in Eastern Europe and Germany too. So, 
Um, so maybe that would be the, the right time to go. Yeah, and then you could head south for the winter where it's a little bit warmer, but you're still getting, you know, the nice, uh, some decent weather. Just you're for selling it to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk talk through your, your two-month fantastic itinerary. Yes, uh, really great to have uh, the opportunity to relive this experience and to chat with you, Chris. It's been, it's been awesome. Cheers, thank you. Hey, take care. So there you have it two months of interrailing in just over an hour. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed that session. I certainly did. Uh, I seem to say that at the end of every podcast at the moment, but I'm feeling extremely lucky to have so many interesting people come to me wanting to talk to their, talk about their travels. Uh, highlights for me, Lake Bled. Let's, let's just be real. And obviously that moment in Switzerland where I kind of got distracted and forgot I was recording a podcast for the moment. but. Let me know what you think. If you leave a comment down below, I'll be sure to see it. But the best way to get in touch with me if you have any corrections or if you want to come on to the show is to email me on btmtravelpod at gmail.com. I've got some exciting episodes coming up, so I do hope you enjoy them. And if you have any feedback, let me know. If you want to share this, please do. And if you're listening on iTunes, because we are now live on iTunes, then please do consider leaving a, a nice review for me. If you're going to leave a bad one, maybe have a conversation with me first. <laughs> have a great time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.